Welcome to Rich Conversations. I thought I would uh, take this time and use this episode to kind of uh, share some thoughts that I have, thoughts that are on my mind. And uh, I've been in Chicago now for two days after being in Wisconsin and working on the farm for eight days, just over a week. And uh, I thought I would just kind of share some reflections, some things that are like rising to the surface of my mind. Uh, the first thing I noticed when I, I drove back into the city was how green the trees are. The, the trees are so green in this city right now. And also, how much is going on? <laughs> like, there's so much stimuli uh, just going down the street and everything is telling you something, right? Uh, everything is telling you something, is communicating something to you. And it's pretty wild how just like being out in nature, back on the farm, rural, rural Wisconsin, how just for a week, it now provides fresh eyes in the city. I haven't felt this way in a while where there's just like so much clarity. Like I can see with so much clarity. Uh, it's pretty interesting, I think. But I've been thinking about some things about like lifestyle design and, and dating and uh, Web3 and like the future. And so, so I want to share some things with you today. So I got a haircut. My brother is getting married at the end of the week. Okay. So this is, these are things that are on my mind, right? Uh, so I'm getting a haircut, and Emily, who cuts my hair, she's a fabulous human being, and we always have these, these great conversations. So yesterday, when I got a haircut, <laughs> I, I asked her, what do you think the point of life is? And she said something along the lines of like living your purpose and, and finding meaning. And I was like, yeah, I agreed. I was like, yeah, I think the point of life is to live life, like live it, and and live it in a way where it does provide you that meaning and that purpose. And I, I expressed to her, I'm living the life that I designed. Like I'm doing exactly what I wanna do. And It's really, it's really interesting. It's like, I expressed to her that, so I've been in Wisconsin the last week uh, and in Miami a while back. So within a month, I've been in Miami for a week and Wisconsin for a week. And I'm basically able to do everything I'm able to do in Chicago. And and this and just that like statement alone and that application we'll we'll kind of get to it a little bit later but like to to have the flexibility and again this is intentional to just be able to go up to Wisconsin for a week just work 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 on the farm and then come back and you enjoy doing both those things um Part of living a life that you design or, or you dream of doing or, or having 
it comes down to you as an individual. It totally comes down to you personally. And it requires a lot of time and effort put into that that self-reflection. But we'll get into it in a second. But like the economics of reflection, you will come out so far ahead uh, if you do these things that people are often afraid to do or don't make time to do because it is tough. It is really tough. But the alternative is that you live a life that's prescribed to you by whatever demographic you're in, social class, uh, you know, all the all these different things, the culture of wherever you are, uh, your environment, right? But if you don't think about outside of that environment, you'll you'll live that life. But if you take the time and you know what you want out of life, you just like you're very precise and you just live how you want to live, you know, and I personally, I feel that my philosophy is that humans are either meant to be uh, in nature, in like solitude in a way, or with people, because we're social creatures. And by so living a life that reflects that right, like when I, I can't just live in Chicago, um, I have to go up to Wisconsin and it allows that recharge. And especially this last time, being there for eight days, it's the most I've been up there probably in like five years. Um, usually it's like two to three days. I would say around two. Um, and it was nice just being on, on, the, on the tractor, <laughs> just, uh, you know, just doing your thing. And there was a... a Life becomes a lot more economical and cheaper because society has these things, and especially living in America in like a consumer culture, you're pushed to get certain things because that's that's what everybody's doing, right? But if you're able to determine what you actually enjoy and how you like how you enjoy life you can you can find a, a lot of great deals so we were talking i had a we had a campfire so two friends from elementary school that i'm still close with and uh their wives and so one has, has two kids the other has three kids and we're, we're on this fire and i'm i'm listening to all the things all the expenses that they're talking about and then I shared with them like how how much my rent is and what I get with it. And they were just floored, just like floored. Um, but it's, it's about like knowing, it's like playing Moneyball. So there's this concept and I've talked about it on the podcast before. A lot of the things we're talking about today, I've expressed on the podcast before, but Moneyball is this idea that that was kind of coined by the Oakland A's manager, Billy Bean, general manager, where in baseball, if you're competing for a World, World Series title with teams like the Yankees that have these big markets, 
you got to find different ways to compete, you know, uh, based on your resources. So in life, the goal is to live the life that you want to live, right? But you can't, you can't do it how everybody else is doing it. So you have to do it your own way and find the more specific you are in how you want to live it and what you want, the cheaper it is, the more like economical. You don't need as many resources because you're precise and you know. Um, so that was really interesting. And we're dating is on my mind. Uh, my brother's getting married and soon I'll be the last one of the siblings to uh, be single. And just naturally, like, I don't feel a pressure to have a family. It's something I want. Uh, but I also do know, like, I'm ready for it. But I'm ready for it. <laughs> but you got to find someone to go on that journey with you, right? And I think that's the challenge, especially with someone with my personality is... Uh, there's, we get overwhelmed by the choices. So there's so many options and choices. This is why I like Trader Joe's as a grocery store. There's only like less than 4,000 items. So there's there's less stress in the actual process. Um, so I shared with my friends all the like, not criteria, but like things I'm looking for. And um, so my friend's wife is like, that is, that is rare. Good, good luck with that. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, it's like you need someone, like meeting, meeting people is not hard for me. Um, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast yet, but uh, a lot of times I'll go to the art museum, right? I'm not necessarily looking at the art anymore. Like I, the art isn't as exciting to me right now. But what I do is like meet people and like put myself in a position to meet people. This is something I learned about women. <laughs> Certainly over the past like year and a half, a year. Uh, so women, they put themselves in position to be noticed and then hope that you notice them. How this has not been communicated or like how I like just kind of discovering this is baffling. Uh, there's so much noise in society, right? But that's actually what happens. So I find that I, I run like scientific experiments. Uh, it starts in the art museum, but it goes everywhere now where it's like, I'll just sit down and depending on the variables, within every like 15 to 20 minutes, a single person will sit down next to me. And then I choose whether or not to engage with that person. Now what I have found, there are all these variables, the, the, the day, the time of the year, the time of the, the day, um, I say weather. So if I get a haircut, right? I find that gay men uh, intercept my plans a lot more often. Uh, there's, there's all these little variables. But um, that is all to say that I'm trying to eliminate the random, randomness of it. 
So I've been on, uh, I got back on these dating apps and there's too much randomness. And it's just like, it's not, if I'm looking for something very particular, I'm not going to find it. I'm Or like being objective about this, I'm trying to find what I'm looking for specifically in this pile of randomness. That's not... Uh, it's not a good use of my time. It's a non-disciplined way to use my time. So, so what, I, what I've thought of is uh, I'm going to design my own dating service. So this morning I hired someone to help me with this and uh, see how it goes. See how it goes. But it's leading into these other ideas that I want to discuss. And that's like we're talking about living an intentional life and finding the right person, right? It's not about a matter of, like I said, like I don't have trouble meeting people. It's like meeting the right person that's more important and more compatible with your personality and understanding what your personality is, what you're trying to do in life. How can you merge with someone together to create something greater and something new and uh, design a life that way, right? Um, and what I'm seeing with, uh, actually, we, we do this segment called Rich Answers on the podcast. And we have past podcast guests provide me questions that I answer. And um, not long ago, we had Kelly Morin on the show. Moran? I think it's Moran, Kelly Moran on the show. And we talked about the kind of the history of the internet in a way of our experience in the early 2000s. And she asked the question, this is getting a little ahead of ourselves, but uh, where do you see the internet in 20 years? And this is a fantastic question. So again, when I look at the like, my belief, in philosophy of human beings, uh, nature and like social. I accomplished that by living in Chicago and taking trips to Wisconsin. What I imagine is I'll be able to, what I'm planning on is to live simultaneously in two areas, in Wisconsin and Chicago at the same time and designing a life around that. And I know that it's possible um, by, by just seeing where, by researching this and like listening to conversations and just like seeing what's going on, we're experiencing, the internet is flattening everything out. So it's, this technology that's developed is flattening the world in a way where we're experiencing this decentralization and probably like politically, people love talking about, or, you know, we think of it in America as like Democrats, Republicans, but the issue over the next 10 to 15 years will probably be centralization versus decentralization. Um, and that is like in the 20th century, it's probably the most uh, centralized, you know, you have the big US government that's this hyper power and it controls all the like outputs of data, right? 
the music industry, the the film industry, the um, there's three TV channels, you know, ABC, no, not ABC, C, yeah, ABC, CBS, and NBC. So you're only getting, it's, it's a very top-down, like top-heavy approach, whereas now the internet has flattened everything out. So like ratings back in, say, the 70s, you watch an episode of MASH and you have 100 million viewers for that. And it's simply because there just aren't other options for other people to watch TV or channels or things that they're interested in. Today, uh, the top-rated shows, like 15 of the top 20, are always NFL games. So, and that's about 20 million viewers per uh, as the highest. So that's much lower, and it's a lot more spread out. But the NFL, one of the reasons why I follow it so much. Uh, is because it's the last monolith of American culture, where it's like mass, uh, it's like mass culture in a way. Because with the internet, you have all your communities, and that's how this is kind of playing out. And the federal government is losing kind of that power in a way, where now working remotely, or the capability of working remotely, is very very possible. And COVID certainly like catalyzed this. So you see a flux of people moving to wherever they want to live and just working from there, right? So what's going to happen more and more is the states are going to act more individually in order to attract talent and people to their cities and their states. So they're going to have all different... Uh, kind of laws and, and under the guidance of the federal government, but like more and more, you'll be able to choose where you want to live based on all these other things that you you believe you want, you know, your interests and in the weather and like all these different things. So that life will be more and more customized to you as the individual. And what I'm curious about is like, how do we build empowered communities and work together still during that? Um, so that's that's been on my mind. That's where the internet is kind of going. And there's like this term web three, like web one, is, uh, excuse me, I don't, I know generally about this, so uh, feel free to comment or, or uh, speak to it in more detail, but my understanding is that web one of the internet was commerce, so now you can do commerce online. Web two is social, so now we're digital and we're creating these digital communities. Web three is the integration the merging of of all these things in like augmented reality. We're using, we're merging the digital and physical world together. Um, and it's really, it's a really interesting time to be living. And someone who wants to live, someone who wants to get the most out of life, more and more you'll be able to do that. 
And that's what's so fascinating and beautiful. Um, it's a really interesting time. And if you're able to really take a step back and think about what you want, um, life can be great. And and that's what I'm experiencing right now. And so I've been taking... So now it's like, why am I... I believe that I can design a dating system for myself that will be more effective in the outcome that I want. So I'm working on that with these principles in mind, knowing that like this is possible in the future. And right now, I'm still able to do all the things I want to do, but I'm also building something along the way and find someone who can help me with building that and do it together. Um, that's what's so exciting to me. And we're now kind of starting into summer 2022. And my focus now for for the summer that I've, I've like journaled and written about is improving my, my systems and processes and, and logistics and organization. So over the, the next three months, I'm gonna be focused on getting better with my processes so that in the fall, I'll be a lot more prepared. Um, so it's preparing for that and just getting better with organization and systems. Uh, it doesn't necessarily necessarily sound sexy, but what I've realized more and more is like the more disciplined you are, the more preparation you put in, the more free you will be. And so uh, I've been working at this for for a while, like always, always improving, but really focusing on it on it this time so that's what i'm excited for summer uh and just just uh working on those processes and systems um did i cover everything i don't know i didn't really have any notes or i just kind of went with it uh well it's exciting it's exciting it's like it's surreal to take the time to be aware of what's happening around you in life and um, and then to discover that it's exactly what you imagined is like, that's cool, it's cool. And the tools and technologies that are around us, if used intentionally and appropriately, can just accelerate and magnify what you're doing. And that's what's it's so awesome to me um, I'm very optimistic in that sense. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. So, uh, keep on keeping on. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your week.